Today on Octal FM, Gelada and I discuss all things coffee related. We touch on the different types of coffee, what to look out for, and the different methods of brewing it. Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM. I am Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And today we are mulling over the concept of coffee. Yeah. We don't drink the coffee while we're recording because uh, we we found, with me especially, uh, it makes <laughs> me talk incredibly quickly in some of the previous episodes. It's definitely better to go for um, alcohol over caffeine when recording a podcast, that is yeah. for sure. Uh, however, that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the uh, the wonderful caffeine buzz and taste of coffee. And that's what we're going to talk about today. More yeah. specifically, we're going to try and talk about maybe kind of like, what would you call it? Like fine coffee or like um, the um, like the, exotic coffee? Yeah, the, the technical term I think is third wave coffee, um, oh. which is sort of, I can't remember off the top of my head what the first and second wave were, but third wave coffee is sort of, the concept of coffee as more than just a commodity and instead yes. being more like something that you enjoy, something that has a bit more, for want of a better word, because this has a lot of connotations attacks, attached, but like artisanal. Yeah, I know what you mean. Coffee where you know a bit about where it's from or how it's made and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that what I would really like to focus on for this episode is trying to avoid the sort of snobbery around it yeah, and instead definitely. more talk about like how if you you might be interested like maybe you drink um, maybe you drink instant or maybe you uh, you sometimes have like a, a french press a cafetiere and you you know you buy some ground coffee from the supermarket or something like that and you're wondering like well how can i sort of step this up a bit and maybe get a bit more interested and and have a bit more sort of variety and make a bit more of a thing out of trying coffee not because mm. not to be snobby about it but just because there's a there's something to explore there. I think as a hobby, um, there's there's things that you can try out and sort of get into a little bit. And getting into things is always kind of interesting, really. Yeah. I mean, I can speak for the truth of that, absolutely, because I was very much what you just described there, like about maybe a year ago now. Hmm. Like I, I, I drank quite a lot of coffee, but it was mostly instant coffee or like I'd go out to like the local Costa or Starbucks or whatever and I'd have like a, yeah. a latte or something. And I really enjoyed it. But that was sort of the extent of my knowledge of what, what coffee could be. Right. And to me, like making a different coffee was like, what kind of syrups do you put in it? And how yeah, much milk yeah, do you exactly. add in it? That sort of thing. And what do you add and to then, it? Yeah. What, what do you add to the coffee that isn't coffee flavoring? Mm. And then you sort of introduced me to the idea of like this quote unquote third wave coffee. Because you, you've been kind of into it for a bit longer. And I, I haven't looked back since. Like it's uh, it's really enjoyable because you get to experience that flavor that you enjoy. But it's always a little bit different hmm. um and it, it's it, there's so many methods as to it but it, like i say it's it's almost the preparation and the research into it's almost half the fun as well hmm. yeah definitely and i think i was also a little bit like you um like going back a little bit further i used to drink a lot of instant coffee when i was at university i basically just went off it like i went off instant coffee and and just drunk tea but then 
when I started working and I was working down in London and a guy that I was working with, he sort of introduced me a bit more into like a uh, decent coffee. I think that he had a, a friend or someone he knew that was really into it. And that, you know, that the, the chain has continued with me introducing yeah. you. Like I literally didn't, wasn't really drinking coffee at all. Not even instant coffee at that point. Um, and he was like, oh, you've got to try, you know, you've got to try some coffee, you know, you've got to try this, like, um, you know, and how this is made and stuff is really great. And that just got me back into it. Mm. You know, so I really, I didn't even really level up from instant to something else. I just kind of like wasn't drinking anything for a long time. And stepped into it straight yeah. away. And since then, actually, it, it, as my, in my life as a software developer, when I'm not recording a podcast, I actually worked on uh, a website. Um, for a company called Taylor Street Baristas, which is a sort of small chain of coffee shops in London. And they also have one in So New York. hang on one second. You're telling me you're a software developer a day, a podcast recorded by night, and you do a drink a lot of coffee. How stereotypical do you want to be? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a beard, so. <laughs> well, you can probably try, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like uh, we worked on this website, um, which I'll come on to a bit later. And that sort of really kind of cemented it and, and sort of being into that world a little bit. And so, yeah, so I thought it's, you know, interesting topic to talk about. But So one of the things that like, because you talked to me about it and you made me a couple of nice coffees when I came and visited you like last year and the year beforehand. And I was really, really interested in it, but I was like very overwhelmed, like mm. how to start because you go from instant, which is just to stick it in the cup, put some hot water in it, and you get that from the supermarket, job done, to kind of you need special equipment and mm. you need to know what kind of beans to get and how mm. to... It, it's very intimidating wall of information to go through. Yeah. So what, what would you say is the best thing to do to s just start? Like, don't do too much research, like, just to get an idea of if this is for mm. you or not. That's a great question. Um, I think, so first of all, if you have anything that you can already use to make coffee that isn't instant. So maybe you've got a, a French press, you know, like a cafetiere um, mm -hmm. that you sometimes bring out, um, you know, if you're entertaining or something like that. Or maybe you've got a, like a stovetop thing, you know, that, that's a little bit more popular in Europe, but some people do have those. It's sort of like a, a, a metallic looking thing that you can mm. put coffee into and put on the, on a gas hob or an electric hob on your cooker. If you've got something like that, then that's great. It doesn't really matter what it is. Um, but just something for making coffee using ground coffee rather than instant coffee. And maybe you've got a like a drip machine, you know, like a um, you know a thing that you can you can put the ground coffee in and water on top. Uh, and like weirdly, I think they're commonly called coffee percolators, but I don't think they're technically percolators. No, are they're they? not. The kind of thing that you would uh, that you often might get in an office or something like that. Like maybe you've got something like that for home and. Actually, it's a good point here that what we're kind of not really talking about here is this sort of rise in coffee pod machines. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I didn't think of that. And that's not to be snobby about them. I, I really don't have a problem with those machines, mainly because they're actually absolutely foolproof. And in terms of like, you always get a decent cup of coffee out of them. Mm -hmm. And they are a huge step up from instance. The problem with those is that up until very, very recently, you can't really explore different options with them. You tend to be limited to buying what the company that sold you the machine is yeah. making available. 
because they are sort of like linked into each other's aren't they so if, yeah. you, if you buy a nespresso machine you kind of only have right. their pods to use or a kenko one etc exactly and actually I, I will add some links in the in the show notes the patents on some of those pods particularly the nespresso ones ran out a few years ago oh, um, right. and so now you can actually buy pods from other people companies that do you know some of the coffee that we're going to be talking about some of them do now also make their own pods and the, what the pods are is there's they're really nothing fancy and they're actually just ground coffee that's been sealed like sort of vacuum sealed in the pod mm. um which means that it stays fresh forever so it's actually perfectly like there's really nothing wrong with with, with that as an option it's just there's less to explore i would yeah, say less variation right and actually they're more expensive than the things that we're going to talk about um, much yeah, more expensive i mean the machines themselves are as expensive as like the top end machines you'd buy for for doing sort of your own coffee yeah and then the pods themselves like, like they're, they're like the pods are a fortune and they're also quite wasteful you know that there's a lot of packaging involved that you're chucking yeah. away yeah yeah definitely go okay so we're not we're avoiding talking about um, pod machines that's a kind a of a different sort of, yeah that's a different sort of conversation um but yeah so it maybe you've got um something for making for making ground coffee already um or if you don't we'll come on to that as well but the main thing really is in my opinion and this is where I, I'm avoiding being snobby. In my opinion, the main thing is freshness. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you're looking for is you need to buy, you know, not instant coffee. And you can go to the supermarket and you can go and look on the coffee aisle and there will be loads of like ground coffee that you can buy. Um, it'll probably say, you know, fair trade, Arabica, you know, whatever, something like that. Um, coffee. And what country it comes from. Yeah, that kind of exactly. Thing. And that's completely fine. To, um, and you can buy that. And that is probably a step up from from the instant that you're having. Well, that was one of the things I was going to say as well. Like the reason that you'd want to do this is because generally speaking, you could get very different flavors mm. of the same flavor. Like it's mm. still coffee, yeah. but it's very different kind of style of coffee. Whereas yes. instant, for the most part, it kind of tastes all the same, really. Yeah. Like there is some variation, obviously. There is. It, it's it's so slight more often than not that that's kind of why you might want to try kind of this more ground right. coffee approach because you can get that much wider variation in flavor and the other thing also is that even if there is variations it's on a scale of that particular flavor like instant mm. does have a particular sort of flavor about it and so does that ground coffee that you can buy in the supermarket it's all very it's all quite similar and that is because behind the scenes that is because it is um, old so the coffee has been roasted and and ground a long time ago and also with coffee different coffees are grown in different places and they have that you know they come from different slightly different types of coffee plant and they're grown at different altitudes and stuff like that because coffee can only grow at in a certain altitude and a certain temperature Mm. so you get a lot of variation And to make the product consistent for a supermarket where people don't want variation, what they do is they they roast it really, really dark and you get very, very dark coffee. And you can literally see it if you if you buy a pack of that and you compare it to some of the other stuff that we'll talk about. It's like black, (laughs) like it's really, really dark. Um, it's the so, kind of thing you'd see in those big hoppers in uh, in like a Starbucks or a Costa right. Coffee or something, isn't it? Exactly. And that's because when you roast it really, really dark, any nuance goes away and it all ends up tasting the same. And that's not a bad thing if you want that taste, but there's no variety because it, you've just taken all of the difference out 
there's a lot of like again kind of snobby reasons as to why that's the case and it's it it doesn't matter it's just it is what it is and that's fine that's because that's what people want right people want to buy that coffee and it always tastes the same the same as why starbucks coffee is very dark because people expect their starbucks to taste the same today as it does taste taste of coffee just like fast food like you your mcdonald's burger you know there's a mcdonald's burger is has its time and place right and but most importantly if you if you buy a mcdonald's burger it needs to take you want it to taste the same today as it tastes next week (laughs) despite the fact that it may have come from a cow from a different part of the country or the bread may have been baked in a different bakery that sort of thing so so that's why i come back to the thing about freshness yeah you were saying about how like freshness to you is sort of like the, the key element in right being more sort of adventurous with coffee flavors right and this that's because the combination of freshness and then also the variety and roasting, which kind of go hand in hand, is what gives you those different flavours. If you can do nothing else, all you need to do is find and buy coffee that has a date on it. Like that, mm-hmm. that is my golden rule. It's like, look at a bag of coffee and does it have a date of when it was roasted on it? Not yeah, a, not a sell date, by date. Yeah. But a, not a sell by date, but a roasted on date. And that is literally the one single thing you can do to start on this journey is find somewhere that sells you coffee with a date on it. And generally speaking, the fresher, the better. Obviously, yes. But uh, like, put it this way, the stuff in the supermarket will be like three, six, nine months old. And the stuff that you buy where it's got a date on it, it, the date might be like max one month or one and a half months. You know, it's just anything with a date on is going to be fresher than stuff in the supermarket because obviously they don't put a date on it because they don't want you to see that it was roasted, you know, and Mm -hmm. packed up like nine months ago. And again, to most people, that doesn't matter, like right. because they want the coffee flavor. And oftentimes people add like lots of things to it as well, like sugars and milks yeah. and flavorings. So they want the consistency that heavy roasting brings yeah. to make the same flavor every time. But whereas freshly roasted stuff will definitely have more variation to it. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going to notice different flavors. Yeah even from the same type of type of coffee bean. Yeah. And that's where the interest comes, right? When we're talking about this as a hobby, you know, that variety of like trying a, a coffee and being like, oh, this is a little bit different to the last one I had. You know, this is this tastes slightly different. Now, if you're if you live in London or in a big city, then, you know, you can you can easily pick up coffee with a date on by going to maybe a, a cafe that, uh, it, you know, sells decent coffee, probably also sells you can sell you beans. Sometimes even if you just ask, even if they don't have it out, you can actually just be like, can you can you sell me a bag of beans um, of what you're serving? But otherwise, uh, you can go online and you can buy coffee online. And I'll, I'll mm-hmm. have links in, in the show notes of some sort of price varieties. You can you can really go quite cheap, relatively speaking, um, in terms yeah. of like where to buy buy stuff from. One that a lot like a lot of people know uh, is a website called hasbeen.co.uk. And like they're reasonably priced. Uh, you can get a bag of 250 grams of, of ground coffee from them for £6.50. And I think that's like 15 to 20 cups or so. Yeah. So, you know, it's that's not too bad. What does that work out? It's a good per- starting place as well. Yeah. That's cheaper than um, some pots, that's for sure. 100%. And that's actually something as well that kind of we maybe kind of glossed over in the intro was that if you do want to get into coffee, this is absolutely a cheaper option than buying your daily coffee at Starbucks or Costa oh, or yeah. whatever every day. <laughs> yeah. And so there's there's a huge variation in places you can go and price. And to be honest, if you're starting, like I say, that follow that number one rule, buy something that has a date on it. And it really doesn't, you don't really need to worry about spending much more than that. Later on, think about, you know, 
when you're when you're happy you know you spend a bit more money but initially like just buy something that has a date on it and that's that's like that's your first sort of baseline so the next thing that i was sort of like because the coffee was obviously the main thing because that's sort of the focal point of it but the next thing is like well how do you prepare it sort Mm -hmm. of thing yeah because like i had no machine at all i had no equipment whatsoever like i didn't even have like a cafetiere Mm. And I was like, well, do, what do, do I buy beans? Do I buy a ground stuff? How do I do it? Do it, yeah. you know, and that for me was sort of like the next hurdle to get over. Mm. So like, how would you start if it was up to you? Well, and actually, even if you do have something like a cafetiere, you know, they're sort of designed for making, you know, unless you have a sort of little tiny cafetiere, they're kind of designed <laughs> for making, you know, four cups or six cups or something like that. And if, you know, you might want something that makes one cup, like you say, your daily morning coffee or something like that. And also a cafetiere, for example, I'm using that as an example because I think that at least in this country, it's probably the most common thing that people... Yeah, I'd say so, other than like the pod machines like yeah, we already discussed. People like, like randomly have in their cupboard. They're also quite fiddly to sort of clean. You get like ground yeah. coffee everywhere and it's just, ugh, they're just a bit of a faff. They're not something to prepare in like 10 minutes in a morning before you go to work or something like mm. that. So I would say that, and this is something a lot of people do already know about, but I would say that the easiest way is to, first of all, buy the coffee ground. Snobs would definitely tell you never, ever do that. But <laughs> it is completely fine, um, especially when you think that the stuff on the supermarket shelf is ground and it's been ground for like six months. Yeah, um, You buying stuff that was ground three weeks ago and then drinking it over the next couple of weeks is completely fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's that's still a huge step up. So There's buy not ground. There's a notable do not, difference, really. Yeah, like do not... like. At work, um, we have some coffee delivered. We have it delivered ground, and we are super snobby about coffee, but <laughs> we have it delivered ground because having a having a grinder around in a shared office is not really suitable, and it takes too much time. So we just buy it ground and just drink it fast. So buy some coffee ground, um, and then if you're making coffee just for one person, you have really two choices. Um, I would say for sort of generic kind of coffee, like if you're replacing instant, one is a thing called an AeroPress which is very cheap. Uh, it's something like 20 pounds, 22 pounds, maybe. So what's that about 35, $40 or something like that? Yeah, probably, probably less than that nowadays, actually. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not, not expensive. Yeah. Or you can have a little one person filter, um, which is sort of like a little cup that you put on top of your cup and you put some coffee into it and then you pour water over it. You kind of see disposable ones of those in, in supermarkets now, like you yeah. get like stacks of them. And yes. they'll have the coffee already in them and you just put a little plastic thing over your cup. Yeah. But it's sort of like a, you know, a more permanent version of that that you yeah. add the coffee to yourself. And you'll see that called a V60. And I can't really remember why it's called a V60. Maybe the 60 is like the diameter of it or something. I have mm-hmm. no idea. But it's like a little triangular filter. And the filters aren't expensive, not for V60 um, and not for um, AeroPress, which I'll come on to in a minute. Um, so that's sort of your two choices. And I would probably recommend an AeroPress over... Uh, the v60 just because uh, filters a little bit slower um you know you've got to like Mm. put the coffee in and pour the water over it and sort of wait for it to drip through and something like that because of the way that you're doing it it's not going to get you sort of something like it's definitely nice it's definitely good but for the price i would say you're better off going with an aeropress i think there's you get a little bit more interest out of it and what an AeroPress is, is it's basically, I don't know, how could you describe it? It's kind of like well, a... When I, when I talk to people, because that, that's how I started, that's what you recommended to me yeah. as well. I sort of like 
say it's almost like a reverse cafetiere. Yeah. In that rather than you pushing the grounds through the coffee, you're pushing the sorry the, the water. You're pushing the water through the grounds. Yeah. Um, like a like a plunger. Yes, like a plunger exactly. And also, there's a filter, a very small circular paper filter. And what you do is you actually immerse all of the coffee in the water, unlike a, a unlike a V60 where you're pouring water over it. And then you're forcing the water through the coffee and through the paper filter. So what you get is you you don't get any ground leftover bits of coffee at the bottom of your mug. It's a very smooth, you know, mm, you can drink all of it. You can drink all of it. And also the way that it's designed means that it's really, really easy to clean. Like you just rinse it under the tap um, and it's clean. Pop the pop the grounds out in the bin because it's designed in such a way that you just kind of push the rest of the plunger down and out come the grounds. Exactly. No faffing trying to clean those out. And then they like say just rinse under a cold tap for a few for well, a few seconds. When I'm at work and uh, in the in the area where I'm making a coffee and I make it with an AeroPress, there's a coffee machine, just like an automatic, you know, like press a button and you get a mm-hmm. coffee just behind me. And I can make an AeroPress quicker than people waiting for that machine to like make <laughs> their cappuccino or whatever. Like I can wow. be done because it is really, really quick to use. One of the benefits of the AeroPress that I've come across as well, mm. especially when you are starting out sort of like experimenting with different coffees and sort of like finding all the different tastes that you like and dislike, because it's kind of like an, any other sort of like, I want to say artisan style food and drink is that you're going to find bits of it you don't like. Like I, I don't really like the the heavy coffees, like mm. the really thick ones, the very strong ones. I sort of like a lighter coffee is that you can choose how long you you let it brew for before you start pushing it down you know you can alter the amount of grounds that are in it yeah. you can alter the the coarseness of the grounds which i think we're going to go on to in a minute mm. you know so you can really sort of experiment with it and kind of get it just how you like it yeah exactly that's the thing is that we're talking about ter- about this becoming your hobby right or or a hobby that you want to explore and so in which case you do want to be able to have that variety so we've talked about you know, buying fresh coffee from different places, you know, you can just, it doesn't matter what you pick, you can try different things. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't really know about different varieties of coffee. You know, I just know that you can buy different ones and they taste different. And then we've talked about using an AeroPress, which as you say, you can vary a huge number of sort of things about it to get different tastes and to try out different things. So that's kind of like, I'd say very starter, isn't it? Like that's, that's how I started. And I've only very recently sort of started doing other things. And that's Mm. been a good, probably at least six months now, I'd say that I've been sort of using that. And then recently you introduced me to like another way of uh, brewing coffee, haven't you? Yeah. So there's sort of, if you, if you drew a line and you sort of had like, like easygoing flavor to more complex flavor, um, and starting at the most easygoing end, you've got the V60, like a pour over, um, you know, filter, filter coffee where you're just pouring the water over the, over the coffee. And then you've got the AeroPress next up because it's immersing the water in the coffee. So it's sort of more, there's more time for the flavors to sort of mix up. Mm-hmm. And then you can then work up and eventually at the very far end, you've got espresso, but that is super expensive <laughs> for, for people. You know, you can buy a cheap espresso machine, which is fine. But to really, if you're talking about this as a hobby, then that is an expensive end. Mm. It's, it's interesting because I think that's probably the kind of coffee that people know most actually yeah because you go into most coffee shops and you can ask for an espresso and people just think oh that's just how that's that's how you just make coffee that isn't filtered right so that isn't instant sorry yes but it's not that's actually kind of like a a high-end 
quite difficult me- method of making coffee. Yeah, exactly. And and I and I don't think that as exploring it as a hobby, I don't think that you should aim for the goal of making espresso, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think mm. that's your end goal. But yeah, so it was sort of jumping ahead there. Like that, that's at the very, very far end. But one up from some from an AeroPress is something like a something I mentioned before, a, a stovetop, um, also known as a mocha pot, and they are also really cheap. You know, you can pick them up sort of twenty, thirty, max forty pounds, maybe mm. for like a big one. And they're actually really, really common in Europe. Like every Italian family has a stovetop um, coffee mi- coffee maker, mm. and they make sort of pretend espresso. Like it's like they, the way that they work, I won't go into huge detail, but they basically force water through the coffee using pressure changes because of the heat, because you're heating it on a, on a stovetop. Hmm. And so that means that, again, you extract a little bit more flavor and more sort of like interesting taste out of the coffee. So you get something that's kind of halfway towards an espresso. So that's sort of another avenue of, of, of exploring flavors. But I think that there's there's definitely nothing wrong with using a stovetop and i think that they're they're great to explore and i know that you've been using one and sort of you know f- finding sort of more interesting flavors in the coffee that you're buying but again it's like that's not sort of like the it's not like you're working up to a stovetop yeah it's not just a, it's not an upgrade it's just different exactly and crucially like an aeropress or a v60 is not expensive like we're talking about the cheap end um, although it is a, a bit way. more faff yeah, exactly. A little bit more faff. Not a, a lot, but a bit more. So there's quite a lot of methods of, of making coffee. Mm. And a lot of the ones that we've discussed are surprisingly easy. Like mm. you can either read the instruction manuals that will come with these things or like watch a couple of minutes YouTube video on it and mm. you'll have a down pat straight away. And then it's just a case of perfecting how you like it. But then there's another aspect to kind of getting fine coffee, isn't there? Yeah. So we've talked about buying ground coffee, but... You may have sort of thought, well, hang on, you know, you were saying that you need to buy stuff as fresh as possible, but buying it ground doesn't seem like a great idea. Like, you you know, you've ground it, you've sort of like broken up the coffee beans, essentially. So surely there's a better way. And there is, right? The next, I think, regardless of what approach of making it you settle on, or even if you, you know, you maybe have one or two, you know, you've got an AeroPress and a, and a filter, you know, a V60 or whatever. The next thing that you will probably want to be doing, um, which I think is a reasonable non-snobby step up, is to grind the coffee beans yourself. And you're now really reaching the point of diminish. You're already reaching the point of diminishing returns. Yeah, definitely. It is. It does definitely make a difference. But even if you just stopped here and you were like, okay, I'm going to buy fresh ground, reasonably freshly ground coffee, and I'm going to make it in an AeroPress or a or a stovetop or a V60 or whatever. It's like you you basically you can stop there. Um, and, and, and you're like well into exploring this stuff, but the next step up is to grind it yourself. And that doesn't need to be expensive, but it does take a lot more time. Yeah. A bit more effort. Yeah. And when you do start exploring the different methods, like the stovetop and the V60 and stuff like that, one thing that you do need to vary or be able to vary is the coarseness of the coffee. Mm. And this is something that you can't do if you just buy it already ground, and so different ways of making coffee benefits from different coarseness, how finely you grind the coffee. Which is often why when you go into the supermarkets, you'll notice you can buy like the espresso blend of the coffee, right. which is usually incredibly fine. Yes. Or you can buy kind of like t- typical filter coffee, which is usually quite a lot more coarse. Yes, 
Exactly. And that's the thing is that different methods need different coarseness or benefit from different coarseness. On a simple level, you can well imagine that, you know, if you just chucked whole beans into water, you're not going to get coffee out of it. Um, And similarly, (laughs) if you grind it to dust, then you're going to get something that is extremely bitter and possibly also a little bit dusty. Um, Yeah. You know, um, so... You can well, it, it makes sense, right? You know, you can vary the coarseness to get different flavors out of coffee. And that's something you can do yourself with a grinder. The easiest step is to buy a hand grinder. You can buy cheap electric grinders, but it depends. If, you've, if, you, if time is important to you, then definitely that's totally fine. And at the very least, you need to buy something that is not blade grinder well that's what i was about to say because i did have a little experience with some bladed grinders recently and i found that although it is much faster and less effort than the hand grinder i have it's so all over the place in terms of its coarseness you can't control it really either you just have to have to kind of like hold it down for longer yeah and it's really difficult to get it out of the grinder too because it's literally just in a blade yeah Exactly. So there's a lot of downsides to it, despite the fact that it is sort of the cheaper option. Right. And, you know, we're ta- again, it's like we're talking about hobby here. We're talking about you want to be able to control stuff and experiment with different things. You can't really do that with a blade grinder. So you can buy either a cheap hand grinder or a cheap electric one. And the cheap electric one is going to be a lot worse than the similarly priced hand grinder. Mm. So just because the quality is just going to be a little bit worse, um, you know, it's probably going to break faster. The, the cheap electric ones are very noisy. Um, and so, you know, it's really up to you. I'm I'm really avoiding being snobby here. You know, the snob in me would be like buy a hand grinder or spend a fortune on an electric one. Yeah. You don't have to. You can buy a cheap electric one if you want. Well, the, to be honest with you, for me, it's a case of if you don't want if you want to start grinding your own beans and you you kind of like now i don't really want to buy ground beans from the but from the shops already mm. then it feels like that sort of not a prerequisite but you probably want to because if the whole point is that you want to experiment a bit more and do your own grinding mm. you kind of want that slightly extra more control that you get either from a hand grinder or a more uh, powerful and kind of like higher end electrical one yeah exactly kind of false economy to buy a cheap grinder really when you could just buy pre-ground beans if that was the case right exactly you, you you've got it like it's kind of it's, it's almost not really worth it so that's really in terms of like getting into coffee from going from drinking instant or just drinking it in a in a in a coffee shop you can really move up by just like pick or or buy a cheap method of making it that lets you experiment buy as fresh as you can um if you can if you also want to grind it then do that and that adds another level of variation and then really from there that there's a huge gap before you get into anything more sophisticated um like you know if you start talking about buying espresso machines and stuff like that yeah now you're talking about uh well if you want to grind your coffee for an espresso machine you've got to be able to grind it really fine right which means you need to buy an electric grinder that's really good um, which is a lot of money and then you might as well buy a decent espresso machine because you've spent a lot of money on the grinder yeah. and before you know it you've spent like a thousand pounds yeah so so how much did you spend in your coffee setup there, yeah Joe? exactly and, and the thing is is that i have an espresso machine at home and you know it it wasn't super expensive but it was you know it was sort of like the lowest possible acceptable sort of like decent machine without it being false economy right and i spent a lot more on the grinder than the espresso machine Uh, but i wouldn't say that that is like i used to use an aeropress for the longest time and 
and I use an AeroPress at work and I'm not like, oh, I wish I had my espresso machine because it's so much better. It's not. It's just different. Well, that's something as well we don't really have a lot of time to talk about, unfortunately. But mm. this is all just assuming you're making black coffee, like just kind of plain right. filtered water through coffee grounds. Yeah. We're not even kind of touching on the like the the latte side of things, like yeah. the milk art and all yeah. that kind of stuff you can do that you see in all those kind of like coffee shops. Mm. And that's a whole other sort of like side of enjoying your coffee as well like the, the, yeah. the heating of milks and the other things you can do yeah it is and, and i think the thing is is that we're really focusing on exploring coffee as a flavor and so as a result you tend to avoid things that deal with a lot of milk because you're just looking to learn more about the flavors of coffee themselves and the mm-hmm. milk sort of is it is a little bit of a detractor there by all means add milk and sugar and whatever like whatever you want to do and again you know no snobbery it's whatever you enjoy the taste. At the end of the day, the whole point is that you're supposed to enjoy what you're drinking. <laughs> exactly. And I think that that's the thing is like, like for me, it was kind of like I went off instant coffee, but I found that actually coffee that was, you know, a bit fresher and was made with an AeroPress. I was like, this is actually so much not like I really mm. enjoy the flavor of this. And then that sort of opens you up to exploring it more and trying different things and and, and so on and so forth. And so I think that it's just something interesting to try just like people like to try different wines or or beer or yeah. or different food or whatever it is you know i think coffee is another is another one of those really and i think that brings it back full circle really nicely it's that this is it's the case of coffee going from sort of a consumer good that you just sort of have in the household to something that you do as something that you enjoy or mm. something you put on special mm. and there's loads of types of foods that open me like that like beer is a great one as well you know and you know fine cuts of meat and things like yes. that and yes you can buy the kind of standard stuff you can buy in a supermarket and that would absolutely do the trick and you can buy good quality versions of that but this is sort of like the next step up of appreciating more of the subtler points of that sort of flavor or that sort of experience yeah and just and just having something to enjoy and sort of like Mm. learn about and be a little bit absorbed in you know it's not even necessarily just about being like oh this is so much better tasting or whatever you know it's like if you like instant then fine you know drink instant yeah 100 percent now, we realize that's quite a lot of information as well. Like, yes. We, we've tried to kind of condense a very deep subject down into one digestible episode. Mm. And we've we've skipped past how a lot of this stuff kind of works as well and how you would go about doing it. So we'll probably add some extra information in the show notes. Definitely. And if you do want more information, please let us know and email us and we can kind of give you some pointers or some tips or like, you know, how on earth do I use this contraption that I got for Christmas last year sort of thing. (laughs) Um, You know, let us know and we'll certainly give you a hand because it's something that we're both quite pretty passionate about now. Mm. Um, You know, you more so than I, but I mean, I I still really, really enjoy myself Mm. uh, with my coffee. And hell, if it proves popular enough, maybe we can do another episode and we can talk about different types of beans or something. Yeah, that would be interesting because it's not something I know anything about. So, but yeah, definitely like I will add loads of links in the show notes um and also if you're looking for somewhere like this is a little bit of a little bit of a promotion if you're looking for somewhere to buy some some coffee or maybe get a regular delivery of some really really good freshly roasted coffee the chain of coffee shops that i mentioned earlier taylor street baristas they have a website um, which i built called uh, (laughs) taylorstreet.com and i will link to it in the show notes 
Uh, and also, if you do sign up on that website for a, you know, a regular subscription of coffee, um, if you've got into it and you've got your AeroPress and you are getting sick of buying stuff, you know, ad hoc, then mm-hmm. when you sign up, you can use the promotion code OctalFM. And, oh, we're uh, so legit here. Yeah, totally. And, uh, <laughs> and you'll get a discount on your first uh, bag of coffee as well from them. So definitely go check those out. Um, it's Quick not question just... for you. This is maybe something we didn't think about it. Is it available to our American listeners? It is not. Uh, so just sorry, UK. Yes, that's a good point. It's only for people in the UK. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure there are many wonderful services in America you could probably choose, though. Absolutely. Um, someone like Blue Bottle Coffee or something like that is really good. Oh, um, quick, that was very smooth. I like that. Well done. Yeah, they're, they're, they're great. Definitely recommended. But yeah, so hopefully this has been interesting. Um, and maybe you're going to go out and, and immediately buy an AeroPress or, or a V60 or something like that. Or go and sign up for a subscription on taylorstreet.com. And if you do, yeah, as Seth said, if you have any, any questions, then you can get in touch by emailing us at show at octal.fm or you can come and grab us on twitter we're at octal.fm on twitter or if you follow me on instagram at gelada then you'll probably see some coffee that i've made or bought yeah. or drunk um because that does tend to be that's quite a lot of my instagram is is, is photos of coffee <laughs> what else you can also come oh, well, find us on facebook and the most uh, kind of exciting news uh, as of this episode release, um, we are now on Spotify. Yes. Come and subscribe on Spotify. Yeah, you can cut, you can go, just search for Octal FM on Spotify and now you can listen to us, you can follow on there. Um, and then I don't really know, I don't think it like sends you notifications about new episodes, but we sort of then come up in your list of podcasts, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it downloads for you. I don't really know. Well, you can follow it and it'll pop up like in your podcast section on your home, like your right, home screen okay. of spotify got you um, um so as long as you visit the podcast section of spotify on a regular basis you'll see you'll it. see it right that makes sense um but yeah that's that's super cool i mean there's there's really nowhere left that we are i think only the google play store is the is the one that we're left to to still get added to hmm. um but yeah we're pretty much pretty much everywhere now um which is really cool but yeah, so if you're listening to this on Spotify, then let us know. Be like, I'm listening on Spotify. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, that would be really interesting. Um, but yeah, in Pretty the meantime, um, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. I've been Gelada. And I've been Saffron. And catch us again for another episode of Octal FM very soon. We're going to let the idea of coffee brew for a while. Oh, very good. There you go. Return to form. Uh, I just, I'm just going to have to filter that out when I edit it. <laughs> oh, well done. He's done it. <laughs> That was good. Uh, Derek, get off the printer. Um, who is opening this time? I think it's me. I think it is you. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> Was that such a necessary rhetorical question? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>